Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Jackson, I got so much going on here and we got an hour and I just want to get to it. Let's That's get all I, I, don't, I don't have the time for you to go, oh, my tooth hurts still. <laughs> Does your tooth hurt? Nah, I'm all good. So you're ready. Yeah, you got I'm ready. Takes. I'm born ready. All right, fair enough. I mean, are we going the Blues? Are we going a tournament? Are we going Tiger? Are we going Cardinals? Announcing that Pujols will start on Thursday. It's a Sadie Hawkins, and that means I'm, of course, the prince. Mm. I'm the prince sitting there at the square dance, and you're the lovely lady, and you get to walk over, and you get to pick me. You get to pick the topic today. You pick the lead. You show the people here on Balloon Party doing business as... Yuppie in the douchebag. That you know what to lead with. Because yeah. I don't know if you can go wrong. No, I, you know, as There's much, so much. I don't know how we can get it done in an hour. You know, as much as I would like to lead off with the tournament, uh, I think it's only right coming off a big back-to-back win uh, that we discuss the note. I'm going to be the bigger <laughs> man. I'm going to take the high road. Big win against the Flames. I'm going to say we talk about the note. That was a soft throw. It's the, because my water, the... my water is full. <laughs> you didn't well, want to break anything. unfortunately, your show and your week has just started off really poorly, well, even I, though you I, said you went with the Blues, but they did not win on Friday night. Let me rephrase. When I it said, doesn't matter if you want to rephrase it, because now you've been exposed as a complete fraud. You made an empty gesture that you were going with the Blues because they won back-to-back no. games, but they didn't. And I just, I'm just going to read text now for the next hour until BK and Ferrario here. What I Six, meant five, was, seven, eight, zero. it doesn't matter what you meant. It's what you said. They played back-to-back what, you know, games. You a Twitter apology and still uh, get lit up? They played back-to-back games, and they won the second. It's hard to win when you play two straight nights. That's what I meant. That's what I tried to convey, but I might have done it poorly. Well, that's because you called them back-to-back wins. That's, right. that's how you conveyed it poorly. But I think my sentiment is still... Your sentiment was trying to ingratiate yourself to Blues fans, even though you really want to talk about North Carolina and Duke play-by-play, right. play, and then you called it back-to-back wins. And, of course, it was great that they got a point, considering how bad it started Friday night in Edmonton. But since it went to overtime, they don't really do all that well in overtime, and they lost in overtime. Mm-hmm. But they got the big dub on Saturday against the Flames. Uh, so. Tim, don't forget about WrestleMania. Thanks, 618. Yeah, we'll throw that in the maybe in the three block. The, the three block? God, you don't even know what the, the blocks co- are called. I feel the, like throwing my phone now. The coveted C block. The coveted C block. Now I'm on. Let me just read through them real quickly. All right, go ahead. Idiot. Yep. From the 6-3-6. They didn't go back-to-back from the 6-3-6. They didn't have back-to-back wins from the 5-7-3. Don't let Jackson run the show. <laughs> Don't worry. 
Wow, I can't keep up with him. If if I was running the show, he'd be talking ball. But it's all right. Uh, Talk talk puck. Hey, Tim, how come you... Hey, Tim, how come you don't get to go out to Ballpark Village on Thursday? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Well, I think he's asking why our show is Oh, so there's probably a promo. Right. Is there a promo that I need to be reading, by the way? Oh, there is. Look at this. (laughs) Uh, 101 ESPN. Yeah, I'll have an answer for this question. It's a good question. It's a fair question. It's something that I hadn't thought of, but thank you for thinking. And then I'll get back to reading people attacking Jackson, which is really kind of my sweet spot. 101 ESPN will be broadcasting live from the Budweiser Brewhouse inside Ballpark Village on Thursday for opening day. The home opener is finally and will be set up just steps away from the stadium with Carriker and Smallman. BK and Ferrario, and it says the last lane. Oh, man. It's got him. taking a shot. <laughs> Shipped him. Mike Cryer's taking shots. Then <laughs> <laughs> the last lane, all coming to you live this Thursday from Ballpark Village, brought to you by Green Envy Lawn Care and Budweiser. Uh, it's a great question uh, with doing, uh, I don't like to brag, but HD2. <laughs> right. Real se- radio. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. down the hallway on 105.7 HD2 with TMA, uh, we are not in a spot where we can do remotes. Yeah, it's tough when we have a show three hours before and we're not in the remote the same place. We can't teleport. You know? Cannot teleport. If we love to teleport. If, can't teleport. If we could teleport, we'd be there. But unfortunately, we do a show for three hours prior to this one, so we cannot make it out to BPV. So that is a fine question, but that is the explanation as yep. to why we won't be there yep. uh, for the live broadcast. So there you go. Mm. Uh, let's see. It's a sports show, not a basketball show. It's oh, from wow. the six foot eight. Really good text. <laughs> yeah, now they're trying to tilt you. Now well, let's the, see if we can lose. I mean, it's early in the show. You could go on tilt, and I'm nah, not going to save nah, you. No, 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 no. I just didn't know. I think that's a, uh, if you're trying to get at me, that's probably the best strategy to go about it. Jackie was busy watching a men's over 40 basketball game at the Y. Is that what you were doing? When no, the I'm in the men's league. Come back to, to force overtime before the inevitable. How many of you, by the way, and then we'll get back to attacking. Jackson, how many of you when the Blues went to overtime? Honestly, at that point, I'm like, I'm watching and I'm going, just get, to, just get to zeros, just get to zeros, just get to zeros. And at this point, they feel like they stole a point. Although I feel like I've said that a lot the last couple of weeks, and uh, and just yeah, I know they're not going to win in overtime, but at least they got a point because this thing looked like it was going off the rails real early, real quickly. So there was an amount of satisfaction. Stunned though that they won on Saturday. Now. Honesty in media. I did not watch on Saturday because I was locked in on what you want to talk about, which is Duke, North Carolina. And I'd kind of written off Saturday. I looked at the number, and they were plus 250, I think. How about that? For any of you uh, who were feeling good about them bouncing back uh, Friday night from Edmonton to Calgary, they were plus 250. So you were paid handsomely if you saw that coming. Um, so I am thrilled because my main thing going into the weekend was just get two points and then get back here. And you've got this lineup of just randos on the schedule at home and take, you got to take advantage of this. Right. So carry the momentum of the back-to-back Vancouver wins, getting the point in Edmonton and the win in Calgary and do some damage blues versus coyotes pregame 6 PM here on 101 ESPN, and then the Blues versus the Kraken on Wednesday, pregame, 6 p.m. here on 101 ESPN. And you got yourselves a Jim Dandy on Friday night. How do you do? Blues and Wild. I don't know, man. You're not going to find too many teams playing better in the Wild. Yeah. Uh, so the Blues and Wild on Friday night. So a big week, but get four points here over the next 72 hours. Now, 
I will get to what I imagine you deep down really wanted to lead with before you said I wanted to celebrate the Blues <laughs> back-to-back wins that were not back-to-back wins. Right. Spirit win. It's probably, it was a spirit win. Um, yeah, turn. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better game on Saturday night. For, I don't, for I don't how know if I watched a second early. of the Villanova Kansas game. I will say this though, which speaks to just like total degenerate festival. I noticed right before the game, because uh, when when you have a two month old and a four year old, you have to find ways to find your dopamine rush. And so I'm like, well, I'm gonna be sitting here. I guess I'll watch the game. Let me see what the spread's at. And if the spread moved up substantially, because it was four and a half points, and we were making the observation, it was a little surprising it hadn't moved up right. with the Villanova situation with their, their health. And then I saw that the line dropped to four yeah. before tip-off. Crazy. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to throw some money on Villanova. And, yeah, it was pro- it was problematic from the very beginning. Villanova did cut it close in the second half, but yeah, then but, and Kansas just ran off and hid, so I yeah, lost money yeah. on a game that I didn't even watch. So well played by me. Piss off to me. Now let's talk about Duke and North Carolina because Jackson just wants to take the floor. Uh, go ahead, sir. You want to talk about fire up CB? Is that what you want to talk about? Well, yeah, I mean, what a the last two minutes he was unconscious. That's from a sophomore. That's nuts to be hitting shots like he was hitting late in that game, but you couldn't have asked for a better game in this. His, I was texting my buddy, who's a big North Carolina guy, grew born and raised in Chapel Hill, and he said, I, I've, he's like, I've never felt this way about a basketball game. The the energy around the state of North Carolina was like, this is everything. This is bigger than a national championship for, I mean, it would be the seventh for UNC uh, and then uh, sixth for Kansas, but it, it just doesn't matter. Like, the game of importance was last night, and they needed to win not only to you know, go to the championship, but that's how you hold the legacy of beating Coach K at Cameron and in the Final Four for the first time they ever met in the tournament. I mean, it couldn't have been bigger. Both teams tried to give it away at the free throw line. Brady Manick, who was hitting shots basically out of bounds, misses two free throws, and then Mark Williams, the big guy for Duke, misses two free throws late, which you can look at. But I think Coach K made a great observation in his postgame presser saying you can look at you know, shots missed in the fourth quarter, opportunities missed in the or second half, I should say, and, you know, highlight that. But there are plays that are made in the first half that are equally important that happen that we don't talk about. So to put it on one player, one player isn't right, especially with how good Mark Williams played the entire game. But it was, I mean, you couldn't have asked for anything more. Back and forth, just outstanding basketball. You made the point earlier about the legacy win that that is. Yeah. North Carolina will own that for eternity. Yep. Because you never, this isn't a best of seven in Coach K's final game. You get one last home game at Cameron, they won it. Yep. You get one meeting in the final four in the history of the two programs fighting between each other. Yep. And it was Mike Krzyzewski's last game, and you won it. You've got that forever. Ever. Yep. You've got that forever. There is no comeback. It yep. is always there. And that has to be gut-wrenching to Mike Krzyzewski and to Duke fans. Absolutely. That has to be because there's nothing. You can win the national championship against North Carolina next year. Let's play right. that out. Sure. And you still don't have what happened at Cameron last month and what happened this past Saturday in his final game in their first ever meeting in the Final Four. That is 
brutal if you are a Duke fan and invincible if you are a North Carolina fan. Now, here is something I am curious about, and I'll be very transparent on this because we get up so early to do TMA, Yeah, and this thing's not starting till 8.20 tonight, which is just ridiculous, but whatever. I get that they got to have a West Coast audience. Fine. I'm I'm out. I I don't have the level of interest in Duke, Kansas that I did in Duke, North Carolina, North Carolina, Kansas that I did in Duke, North Carolina. With that all said... Um, I'll wake up and I'll watch it early. That's how I watch games that start super late with getting up early to do radio show. So with that all said, I saw Charles Barkley in the postgame kind of go after Grant Hill a little bit. Grant Hill came up to the set with Kenny the Jet, Ernie Johnson, and Clark Kellogg and Barkley. Mm -hmm. And Grant Hill, as a Duke guy, said something along the lines of, I wonder how North Carolina will respond Monday night after all of the energy Mm -hmm. that they spent getting up for and then executing against their arch rival in the biggest game in the history of those programs. Yep. And if they will be able to pick it up and carry it over into Monday night playing for the national championship. Some of the analogies that have been made, and I think there's something to it. I recall, as a matter of fact, driving, KMOV was kind enough to fly us into Manchester, New Hampshire for the Cardinals Red Sox World Series, uh, which isn't necessarily right around the corner from Boston, and so I was listening to Boston Sports Talk Radio. This is 2004, and they were talking about Game 1 of the World Series, which would be the next night on Boston Sports Talk Radio, and they're like, I don't know how the Sox are going to like, because now it's like the U.S. just beating the Soviet Union. People think that that won the U.S. the gold medal, but it didn't. They still had a game to play. Mm-hmm. And the Red Sox fans were worried that the Yankees had vanquished the evil empire and they wouldn't get up for the Cardinals. Well, obviously, they were, they, they were unstoppable at that point. So the Red Sox took care of business. The U.S. took care of business. Will North Carolina be able to carry it over 48 hours later? The other side of that coin, and I can apply it locally, uh, Missouri beat Kansas to become number one in the country in 2007, playing a great game, mm-hmm. a really good game. Yeah. The next week, they played a really bad game against Oklahoma. Yeah. And you're going, man, I think they must have just got so up for that rival and for everything that they just didn't have anything left when it came to playing Oklahoma, which would have gotten them into the national championship game. This was before the college football playoff. So Jackson, establishing that premise, who do you take tonight? I really think it's tough to not take North Carolina with how high. I don't think people understand like how good Duke is. Like they have three guys on their team who could start in the NBA right now, and they beat them. And they beat them in a shootout. It wasn't like that. They were. It was like a rock fight. They beat them hitting big shots. Kansas is one of the most complete ball team ball clubs I've seen in a long time. But I think if anyone's going to beat them, North Carolina at this moment is as good as anybody. So I think North Carolina has a good shot, if not covering winning the game. Now, a big factor in that is Armando Baycott was hobbling around in the second half, came back out. He says he's ready to play tonight. We'll see in the first five minutes how his ankle's feeling because he rolled it pretty hard. Uh, we'll see how Bay- – because if Baycott's ready to go and he's banging down low with KU's big man, I think uh, I think North Carolina has a really good right, shot. Jackson's on uh, North Carolina. Just for the record, on uh, Friday we made our picks <laughs> and we both liked uh, Villanova and Duke. So <laughs> – uh, this is Great. a show you can kind of turn to for gambling advice yep. and, and go broke. All right, we will take a commercial break. On the other side of the break, the Cardinals have said what they are going to do with Albert Pujols for the opener on Thursday. We'll tell you that and discuss it next here on Balloon Party, 101 ESPN. 
We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. There's the percussion. It's a big buildup. Yeah, that one was fire. I'd like to give out a text of the day award. Oh, yeah, please. For Entitled Boy. As your butler serves you filet breakfast, turn on your 100-inch smart TV and watch YouTube's 10-minute blues highlights before leaving your Ledoux mansion. Show up prepared as you walk into the door of ESPN, home of blues radio. That is a nice... I could have sent that myself. <laughs> you might have. Yeah, that one. Uh, that one cuts deep, but you know, I hate to say it, it's true. I'm just, I, I've humbled. You have fillet for breakfast. Uh yeah. Well, if the day ends in Y, you know, I try to have a balanced breakfast of fillet, caviar on top of that, foie gras, and then uh, you know, wash it down with some you know dompe or uh, cristal, and then I just waltz in here and just come unprepared. Look at you. All right. Well, Jackson's being transparent with the audience this morning. Uh, Jeremy Rutherford uh, reporting. Uh, Bennington first goalie. On the ice this morning. How do you do? How do you do? Well, see if we can bounce back. He had a rough go of it on Friday. He did. Now look at you all of a sudden. I just see. Yeah, I know puck. Taunting people. That's what you're doing here. <laughs> all right. Uh, this report this morning. Ali Marmol saying Albert Pujols will be in the starting lineup on Thursday awesome. for the Cardinal home opener. Against the righty. Against a right-handed pitcher. Yeah. Contrary to, to what we initially thought, not about pools per se, but about the Pittsburgh starter. Uh, they are going with uh, JT Brubaker, who is a right-hander. And so that means, uh, well, the Cardinals, were you thinking maybe they would uh, have pools come off the bench later in the game? Yeah. No. Home opener, his last home opener, he gets in there. For the record today... Uh, saw some of the people, uh, Derek Gould, Katie Wu, Ben Fredrickson, all tweeting the lineup this morning, and they were talking about this lineup looks a lot like what you would expect the lineup to look like on Thursday, and Albert Pujols is hitting fifth today's lineup. So mm-hmm. perhaps we will see him hitting fifth on Thursday. Yeah, uh, awesome. The lineup for the record, Carlson, Goldschmidt, O'Neal, Arnato, Pujols, DeYoung, Molina, Bader, Edmund. Yeah, Edmund hitting nine. Line. I like that. I like that. Get him, line him up at the top of the order. I like to see Carlson up first. I like to see that. So uh, Pujols uh, will be in there on Thursday. Don't know where he will be in the lineup today. He is hitting fifth behind Nolan Arnato, but he uh, will be uh, in the lineup on Thursday. And surprisingly, surprisingly, there are tickets available. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Crazy. And a little bit drop on the resale market. So, yeah, we were looking at things on the resale market, and uh, when right after the pool signing, they were at $100 for standing room only. That was the lowest ticket price. Uh-huh. And then it went up 20%, so it was sitting at 120 And looking at it this morning, you could get into the ballpark, and this was as of a couple of hours ago, for $69. So they've actually dropped about 80 90%. Um since uh, not eighty ninety percent, about fifty percent since um since Friday. Yeah, I think so I'm surprised by that. I don't know if that's a f- weather for the forecast is not optimal for Thursday, which is really unfortunate because the weather on the front and back end of Thursday is 
as far as temperature goes, pretty good. It got a high of 68 today, but it looks like a high of 52 yeah, not on optimal. Thursday. You think it's a weather thing, Jackson? What do you think? I don't think, I don't think it's the weather. I think... I mean, I think it's just uh, there was a big bubble when Pujols got signed and people wanted to get out there, and then people wanted to capitalize on that and sell tickets if they wanted to make some profit. And now that bubble's kind of popped, and the people who really want to go see the game have their tickets, and people are just selling them, and now they're trying to get them off for, you know, was it $69 you said? Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was the lowest I saw this morning. Maybe so I think it's it dropped, a, maybe it's raised, but that was like around 8 o'clock this morning, $69 for standing room only. Yeah, I think it was a bubble, and the bubble just popped. I don't think weather has much. That might be a factor. I might not be giving that enough credence, but I think it's more so that people really wanted to get him right when he signed, and now that they have their tickets, there's less people who are really trying to get those tickets. I am so looking forward to Thursday. It's gonna be The energy is going to be awesome. You got the Cardinals and Pirates and the energy at Bush Stadium, and you got the Masties. Mm-mm-mm. Best How time of the year. How do you do? Best time How of the year. How do you do? Will Tiger Woods be playing on Thursday? Every day, I get more and more confidence that he will. Because I, I, I think if he really didn't feel it, like if it was like very obvious that he wasn't feeling it, he would have said, I'm not playing by now. So now that we're at Monday... And he's saying, and I think he has a press conference tomorrow. He's doing, he's talking to the media tomorrow. So maybe we'll find out something there. But I think uh, the, as the days go on, I'm more and more confident. I'm going to throw it at 50%, half and half. I'm half and half. At this point, I will go 85%. Wow. Moving all in, basically. Yeah. Just saw the swing yesterday, and he's, he's just, he's, you wouldn't even know that, you wouldn't even know the man nearly died. Right. I know. It's crazy. Less than 14 months ago. What a story it'll be. Seriously, super. Like, that is, when you talk about comebacks, you talk about, like, Alex Smith and what he did, because he almost he had a similar situation where he almost died due to that infection. But this, you know, if you were to go back to the day of the crash to say that, you know, there's a chance he might play in the 2022 Masters, unbelievable. It would be such a great story. And if he does play, you know, I'm putting my Tiger shirt on all four days. I don't care if I get staying on it. Uh, Tim, it's going to pour on Thursday. Now, that's not what I'm seeing. I'm not seeing that either. So I don't know on that. I uh, it's not what I'm seeing. Maybe there's rain, eighty percent rain tomorrow, and fifty percent on Wednesday, and thirty percent on Friday. But I'm currently seeing just cloudy on Thursday. Man, that would suck. Cause then Friday, the high's forty six. So uh. it's not like you can go and actually that would suck. Yeah, if I'm going. Sunday. I'm not seeing that. So I I don't know. You're going to the game on Sunday. Sunday seventy is the high. It's gonna be gorgeous. I'll be right on my couch watching the Masters. <laughs> yeah, I assure you of that. 100. percent You can find me. It's uh, I'm going with my family, and it's going to be and I, and it'll be my first opportunity to see old number five step into the barrel. Hopefully, hopefully he plays Sunday. Uh, guys, Albert batting fifth, Molina batting seventh. It'll take five hits to get to them in. <laughs> <laughs> Bader hitting eighth. If this is the Ali Marmol change, count me out. That's from the two one seven. He is already uh, moving on from Ali Marmol. <laughs> Before he has managed a game, God, I love to. You know, I uh, with regards to the pools thing, hitting fifth. This, this is my thought on it. There are 162 games. This is his final home opener, and I'm good with what it most likely is not something we will be seeing, and unless he's absolutely raking, uh, you know, the the rest of the year is a regular occurrence. This mm-hmm. is this is unique, and to have him hitting fifth. Uh, and again, I still, I still, I'm, a, I'm operating on the premise that he's going to be productive, but I don't think you're going to see him starting against your average or above average right hander and hitting fifth. 
unless he's just absolutely yeah, killing yeah. it. So right. I think this is a unique set of circumstances. And so what I would say is take it as a bit of an outlier with some special ceremony. Now, some people don't like that. You got to try to win every 162. I'm not saying they're not trying to win, but saying you put your best lineup out there for every game. This is a, from my standpoint, I'm cool with this. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a no doubt. I, I, I don't think it doesn't matter who is starting. They could be playing the Mets and Scherzer, and I think that he's going to be getting the uh, first game nod. And as the season goes on, I, I agree with you. I think with the bigger right handed names, we might not see him in the lineup, but he might come in later in the game. Good morning, Baldy and Balding. That's Balding. a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Balding probably thinks Tiger's comeback is just a notch below himself doing radio after having a toothache. Yeah. Well, boy, that is, uh, it's certainly in the conversation. You know, the recovery time is probably the same. I know I'm, I'm not my, when you see me here and, you know, next year, you'll be like, man, when he got that no, tooth you just, removed. You just opened yourself up for about 30 texts. <laughs> when I got that, when he got that tooth removed and it's still here, you know, doing great work, man. <laughs> Jackson, you do realize Karis LeVert will not be playing at Bush Stadium on Sunday, right? Thanks, that's Eric. He's in the Central West End. It's all right. He he could. He could be playing for the Pirates or the Cardinals. Uh, the Pirates probably take him. <laughs> what an operation. <laughs> Randy and I, in our 20-second uh, podcast in between uh, our two shows, uh, he was talking about how he loves some of these over-unders on win totals. And uh, one that really stood out to him was the A's win total and going low on that. Let me take a look at what the A's win total is. Yeah, he was saying it was 69 and a half. It's 70 and a half. And the A's, God, that's one. The, the, the issue is the, the, the number is you got to lay uh, minus 155 to get that under. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's a lot of juice. That's a lot of juice. Just for the record, uh, the Cardinals, 84 and a half. Mm. That is the number, and that is right in a number where right. I wouldn't feel right. real passionate one way or the other. I do think that that Brewers 89 and a half is, is awfully tempting. Yeah. But I don't want to be in a spot where I'm betting and then, I, right. then my investments mess with my emotions over the course of a season. 100%. I think the oh, 80... now the Brewers are up to 90 and a half. It's mm. up to 90 and a half. The 84 and a half is like that. You're right. It's like right in that sweet spot where you're like, there's nothing swaying me to say that they're going to win more than that. And with the division, I don't think you can say that they could possibly win less than that. So it's it's too hard to call. They might win 84 games exactly. Uh, the Minnesota Twins, 81 and a half is the total there. The Pirates, 65 and a half. Mm. <laughs> mm. Well, they're going to be playing against the Reds a lot. They're going to get some Reds for the record. The Reds are at 74 and a half, and the Cubs are at 75 and a half. It's quite a little division. The Guardians are at 76 and a half. And and if you're a Pirates fan, I guess there aren't just a lot of Pirates fans, but if you're in Pittsburgh and you are a baseball fan and you just have this year in and year out. Yeah, it's so disappointing. God Almighty! That's why. That's my dad would always tell me. He said, "You're real lucky to grow up in a town like this, where the baseball team, at least every year, is going to have a chance." Yeah, the baseball team and the hockey team. Yeah, 100%. that's just the the way that it works. Uh, so rounding out the uh, National League Central, Cubs seventy five and a half, Reds seventy four and a half, and as I said, the Pirates sixty five and a half, Cardinals eighty four and a half, and the Brewers at ninety and a half. There are your National League Central win totals if you want to throw some cash on that all right it is 10 35 in st louis we will stay on time track which is not really one of my mm. uh fortes uh take a commercial break come back with more here of balloon party on 101 espn we're right back to the balloon party on the tim mckernan podcast presented by dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn 
Welcome back. Balloon Party here on 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan, Jackson Burkett with you. And you are welcome to get involved anytime you would like. 65780, Air Comfort Service text line. Or you can leave a mic drop. We have played one in three months. Really good one, too. (laughs) It was ripped from today's headline on Don Howard. You can use the 101 ESPN app and leave your mic drop. I'll play it. I don't care what it is, Jackson. Just has to abide by the FCC standards yeah, for decency, which is what this show adheres to. Absolutely. Uh, Jackson sends over these questions. I've told the audience about this. Uh, man, you really, I got to tell you, I'm being serious here. This is probably something that would be better off air, but I just feel like saying it on air. Sure. The amount of time that you put into these, I truly appreciate. Cheers. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It was really nice. Okay. Well, you you raised your glass like yeah, like just, DiCaprio and Wolf of Wall Street. You yeah, know. I'm, absolutely. Okay. No, but I mean for real, like a Sunday afternoon, and you lay all these out, and you know I'm at most going to use, I don't know, maybe two of them. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, that's what I do. It's how I contribute. Because I, I, you know, when we talk puck or anything, I'm useless. So I try to do the best I can. Uh, <laughs> Self awareness is right. strong. We're just w- things I can do to help. I try to do my best. So. Now I asked one about Caleb Love, so you tried to get me going. Oh, you yeah. know, oh, yeah. so it's kind of like in a way. I under I wonder if these questions are self serving to try to get the topics you want to discuss. Not wrong. Uh, and then also I asked kind of a random one on the Washington Commanders scandals. What is what is your angle on this? Because what there's a new one that Dan Snyder didn't yeah, not. properly share the visiting team revenue, right? Which is a major issue. Well, sure. And I, they just had they've had so much controversy swirling around them for the past two years. Uh, let me tell you, I'm not going to go into this topic. I'm going to spend 20 seconds on this topic. Sure, I was just sure. surprised to see it in there. I wasn't surprised to see the Caleb Love one, although I do in sincerity understand why that would be brought up today. Right, right, right. But you had a couple that I really liked. But on this, so help me, my theory is they are trying to get Snyder out. They are yeah. doing everything they can, and Jeff Bezos is going to buy the team. That is, I, I so help me, if there is any action, that is what I really believe is 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 because the, there's just so much stuff. Right. And he's like just crazy. like, I don't care. I'm not selling. Right. I don't care. I'm not selling. You want to write more embarrassing stuff? I don't care. I'm not selling. So now we've got this, which would, you know, be a crime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I just feel like it's just ever. I mean, what other organization has as much as, right. the, you know, what were the Washington football team now the Washington commanders? Right. And that's like the head. Like if you ask people like, what do you, what do you know about the Washington commanders over the offseason? It's like, well, they changed their name. It's like, well, what about the three controversies that have been swirling around them and the three last year? You know, I just feel like maybe people don't understand, like, know about it. And I feel like that's if the NFL is doing it, they got to do a better job. Well, here's the one that I like. What do you think about farewell tours? We have seen one with Coach K, and we were about to see it with Yadier Molina, Adam Wainwright, and Albert Pujols. Do you, th- in parentheses, maybe, mm-hmm. do you prefer, do you think it is self-indulgent on the individual's part? Do you prefer a player just retire after the season is complete and skip the farewell tour? I like this one. I can I can start digging deep on this sure. stuff because I guess we are going to see one. Mm-hmm. Potentially, the thing is, only two of the three have said they're done for sure. Right. And I still don't think, if I had to rank, I still don't think that, that, that it's I just I can't imagine Yadier Molina just being done, but maybe he is. And then if Pools is like too short of seven hundred, I just don't, I nobody would fault him. I don't think for right. coming back. That means he had around twenty home runs. With that said, you used. Uh, do you think it's self indulgent? And and I don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. But you ask the question, which is oftentimes a way to enter a 
point into a discussion. So I want to yield the floor to you with that. Do you see them as self-indulgent? Because you posed the query. I, I wish I could be like more passionate one way or the other. I do think it's a little self-indulgent. I think it'd be like wrong. So you would have preferred Mike Krzyzewski this morning to announce that he is done at Duke as opposed to what he did with being able to pick his successor. Yeah, I mean, I wish I I wish I had like a preference on it. And I wish I had, like I said, I wish I had a take, but honesty in media, it doesn't really bother me when they do it, but I do think it is self-indulgent. I mean, you can easily just retire at the end of the season. So you're calling Yadier Molina selfish? No, because, well, I mean, you know, I really don't think this is his last year, even though he's so insistent that it is. I, I just, like, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think it is, but maybe it is. Um, I just think, yeah, I think that, when I, I think it was... Derek Jeter was the one where I was like, this is truly like, because other teams are giving them jerseys and it's a whole pregame ceremony. When do you honestly stop. think Derek Jeter cared about no, that? No, I don't. But I do think that the whole pageantry around it, and I think it's right to honor players that are obviously first ballot Hall of Famers or just all-time greats, but, you know, you can you can say I'm done at the end of the season. You don't necessarily need the full year to do it. And it's even worse when they come back after the farewell tour. That's a, that's a whole thing. Uh, this person said, yes, it would have taken pressure off of his team. That's from the 636. Specific to Krzyzewski, yeah, I, think, I think there's something to be said for Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah. I think that certainly is, uh, yeah, I think, but also. As I, honest, as weird as it might sound, I don't know about this past Saturday, but I don't I don't know if North Carolina wins that game at Cameron if they don't know it's Mike Krzyzewski's last game. As weird as that may sound, yeah. it might have launched them because they weren't very good before that game. Yeah. I mean, they were a pretty substantial underdog. Yeah, I mean, they're an 8 I mean, to currently. look back on that, and that was like one of the biggest bets I've made all year, was a live bet on Duke against North Carolina. Right. And now North Carolina's 40 minutes away from being national champions Certainly. as an 8 seed. Yeah, which is not talked about because it's UNC. They're looking for their 7th title, but they are an 8 seed. So Chi-Town boy is pro Krzyzewski because he slurps Quinn Snyder, ipso facto, loves Duke and Coach K. That's from the 5 7 Yeah, I, like, I love Coach K. Yeah, call me crazy. He's one of the greatest coaches of all time. Got us a couple gold medals, Chi-Town too. Chi-Town boy. Um, but I think it is, and I do think with the Coach K thing, taking pressure off his team, I certainly think that's, because that game on Saturday certainly doesn't have the aura around it if it's not, you know, titled possibly Coach K's last game against North Carolina. It still would have been absolutely oh, monstrous, but that added to it. Right. It was that just, added to that it. That was a huge, and it would have been even crazier if Roy waited one more year and they were duking oh, it out in their last and they and you know loser goes home essentially like that would have been nuts uh the Ozzy Smith send off was a little much that's from the 618 uh that one was awkward uh, <laughs> now i know that was uh, before you were around jackson right. but that one was awkward because uh, Ozzy was uh, irritated with tony and uh, the Royce Clayton situation in 1996 so that one was awkward i don't know i don't i don't I don't see him as self-indulgent. That was the thing in your in your question that threw me off. It might be too off. harsh a word. It might be too harsh a word. But I do. No, think- it's fine. I mean, it, it's, I'm open to the discussion. I I won't slap things around. I'm just I I've never thought of them. I guess here's what I'm thinking: for the vast majority of players who would get a send off, they're at a point in their lives and careers where attention is the last thing they want. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. That's why I said it's specific to Jeter. Yeah, yeah, Jeter yeah, and but Ortiz. Specific, specific to Derek Jeter. That's not you know, 
And I just don't think, you know, getting jerseys or rocking chairs or whatever <laughs> is like, oh, this will be fun. You know, if right. anything, you just want to do, do your job and then go home and have sure. nobody ask you for pictures or autographs. I mean, mm -hmm. that's where you are at that point. So I don't, I don't see it as such, but it is interesting with regards to the pressure that it could put on a team with a coach. Right, yeah, a coach. That's a thing, man. Right. That's, a a, that's, that's a thing, but I don't necessarily, but I don't, at the same time, how does Mike Krzyzewski handle that? Right. The only two people who can know are him and and his wife, right. and I suppose his daughters. Right, and plus, I mean, it's not like, I mean, he's into his 70s. It's not like it's like, you know he only has a finite amount of years left, so... You know, if you draw conclusions, you can guess. And then I'm, I'm also, if you don't do, especially in a, like a situation like Coach K, you're going to be asked about it a hundred times across the season. Like, is this going to be your last season? I don't know. We'll see. I'll assess this offseason. That's what that's how Wainwright's handling this year. Right. Do you do you like that both Pujols and Molina have said that this is their last years? No, I don't dislike it. Like I said, I really have no preference on it. I just I think and self indulgent probably isn't the right word for it, but it's in that vein where it's like you know. You can retire at the end of the season and say, you know, we'll see. But I think that's just how everyone is. Everyone's like, I'll retire at the end of the year. But what if you're feeling good? Like, what if you change sure. your mind? That's why I keep going back to Albert specifically, just because he's at this monster number. Right. And if he is around that, I can't imagine anybody faulting him right. for, for deciding, yeah, I'm three home runs, two home runs away from 700. I'm going to come back. I'm going to get that number. But then yeah. you have the awkward time in that next season following the farewell tour where you're still playing. And, yeah. it's, and it can get awkward, but at the end of the day, who cares? Uh, guys, I don't think players too much care about the retirement tour as much as the organizations they play for do because the organizations can use that as a yeah. money grab for ticket sales. That's from the 980. Well, that's I certainly, I mean, I'll just, I will keep saying this until I, I, I mean, it's what I think. So why would I say anything other than what I think? The entire Cardinal marketing strategy over the last week has been about Albert Pools. Yep. And I said this on TMA this morning, and I will restate it here on 101 ESPN. I, if anything, am a little surprised by the lack of concern I hear in the St. Louis area with regards to the lack of activity that the Cardinals did, had this offseason, to try to improve their team in what is most likely the final years for Wainwright Molina and now Albert Pools. I'm just surprised by that. And nationally, I feel like you're you're hearing it, but locally, and maybe 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 there are a bunch of people saying it. But I read, you know, Benjamin Hockman. I like I like Benjamin Hockman, but it was talking about its World Series or bust for the Cardinals this year. I'm like, okay, you know, I guess it's six foot two or bust for me. I mean, you know, I can <laughs> I can say things or something or bust, but it doesn't mean like it's possible. Right. So you know, I mean, this is. <laughs> Yeah, they haven't been to a World Series since 2013. They haven't won one since 2011. But when you look around and you want to compare the teams that are actual real world championship contenders versus the 2022 Cardinals right now, there is a discrepancy there. And it's not like they were real active this offseason, minus Steven Matz, who I thought at the time was like a four or five, <laughs> and now he might be the two, Right. and Albert Pools who I don't think they would have signed if he wouldn't have spent the first 10, 11 seasons of his career in St. Louis. So, Certainly. you know, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm perturbed by that. All right, we got a break. We got uh, So What'd Your Grandma Think and then BK and Ferrario next. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Jackson, you're you're killing. Uh, so, what did your grandma think today? Yeah, low on time. It was low on time. I get, go, I get going. I know. Well, it, it, you know, the fastest hour in radio. I get going. 
Can't help it. I get going. All right, then we'll wrap it up. There is somebody in this uh, text line who wants a piece of, I think, both of us, actually. Yeah, the deuce of us. I kind of want to read it, though, but we don't have the time. Yeah, we'll <laughs> tease it for tomorrow. Well, I mean, I, listen, this guy's very excited about what the Cardinals did this offseason. Can't say the same. And if that's the case, then that's great. You know, I Stephen Matz and Albert Pools, and that's great. I hope, I listen, as a Cardinal fan, I want it to work out. I'm not as bullish um, and I'm, um, I'm a little surprised that they didn't do more. Well, I'm a lot surprised that they didn't do more, but you know, maybe it's all going to work out. I certainly hope it does. All right. Uh, BK and Ferrario are up next at the top of the hour for Jackson Burkett. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.